Welcome to Only Being You Unfiltered. My name is Suresh Kulkarni. My name is Iman Ahmed. My name is Samaya Anderson. My name is Aditi Sandhir. My name is Beza Mercy Hazen. And my name is Ravi Gadasai. And we are all so excited to share a second episode of Only Being You Unfiltered. Today's episode will be focused on cancel culture, its origins, its impacts in society, and debates surrounding the efficacy of it in general. We hope you enjoy today's discussion and are able to not just identify with some of the arguments, but also gain a much deeper understanding about cancel culture and how it functions within our society. So before we like go into our discussion and debates about like how it started and also how it functions in society, I'm just going to present like a short background about cancel culture. So the first term and usage of cancel culture actually started in 2014. And there are a lot of different sources that say otherwise and different things, et cetera. But one of the earliest references to cancel culture was actually made in VH1's reality show called Love and Hip Hop. And basically the term cancel culture represented criticism and lighthearted disapproval and frequently became used among black users on Twitter. Eventually, after a few years, the usage of cancel culture became a lot more widespread and started to become a lot more prominent. So, for example, in 2019, when Kevin Hart's old homophobic tweets actually resurfaced and he didn't return to host the Oscars that year, that was a fine example of cancel culture being effective. The prevalence of cancel culture has honestly continued and has become much more powerful now in many different contexts. It's also important to note, though, that cancel culture has always existed, but has become a lot more social media oriented in the status quo. Social media has definitely exacerbated the issue, and there's so many different networks that do this, such as The Shade Room, TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, and Discord. While cancel culture might be seen as a form of accountability, um, some view it to have potential drawbacks. What are your own opinions about cancel culture and the context to which it plays in society today? Okay. Well, I think that it, like you, like you said, it's seen as a form of accountability, but uh, the drawbacks are the fact that they're not really being punished for just losing their fame, you know, or their social image is, is tainted. And while that's, you know, that's not great, obviously, it doesn't really teach them a lesson or make them understand that they're wrong. In fact, they can see it as haters just attacking them rather than them actually doing something wrong. And like there, there have been many situations of cancel culture, like, and then they kind of move on from it. And that's kind of, that's basically what it is, you know, like you're putting time out or something like that. Like, for example, Doja Cat, she was canceled for saying the racist things on Twitter. And yes, she's black, but um, like the things she said on Twitter, you know, people are like, oh my God, you're horrible. I'm so glad I've supported her. And now this was like maybe two, one and a half years ago or two years ago. And now she's one of the biggest artists. And like, I love that. I love Doja Cat too, because she has good music. But at the same time, it's more like, you know, the internet is mad at you for a day or depending on how bad it is, you know. And then on top of that, it's like, you're still going to have supporters regardless. And all it does is, you know, affect the mental health of like, the people who are getting canceled too. Okay, so I think that cancel culture actually does provide uh, a form of punishment because when your career is, takes an impact that is bad for you financially, it's bad for your image. So this matters a lot to people who are celebrities because that's sort of what their career is based on. So. I think that is a form of punishment. I also think that there are there are some drawbacks, and it comes in two ways. Um, if someone naturally did something really serious, like uh, sexual assault, rape, or something that's extremely bad, you can't cancel culture is not the most. It's not the most you can that can, should be done because <laughs> these people have I actually think. committed crimes. So I think, I think so. that. It should be that's more of a criminal court issue, but for things that are like statements, like statements like inappropriate comments people have made back in the past, I think they should that that that's, makes sense to cancel them. But the whole if they apologize and make up for it and say I'm really sorry and then do something that proves that they're not actually those statements don't represent them now, I don't think the canceling should remain. I think they should be forgiven if they made up for it. 
I also want to add when you said sexual assault, like Sienna May kind of popped into my mind, like that TikToker with her boyfriend or so-called boyfriend Jack Rye. And that whole situation was messy because they were both, at least Sienna May was a minor. I'm not sure about Jack Rye. Um, but it and it was that whole like, oh, she sexually assaulted him kind of thing. And it's also debatable that cancel culture should be the should be the way to handle these situations. Cause really it should have been like parents and maybe the police all that kind of stuff and they're kind of there's a there should be a line where you know this should be taken off of the internet and maybe dealt with in better in better hands because you know we we, we can we can kind of guess how much you want about who did this who did that videos screenshots all this kind of stuff but we'll never really know the true story and it being put on the internet you know, it just makes it more inf- inflated. And one side is like, oh, he's he's the best and she's the worst. And there's also the like the fact that men's sexual assault is overlooked. So that's also fueling the conversation. And, you know, that situation is a good example of cancel culture just really it's like it, it was in the wrong place, honestly, because regardless, yes, people should be punished. But there's like, you know, cancel culture, it's kind of social punishment rather than actual punishment oh um I was just gonna agree with like whatever both of you said um because like I feel like whatever you put on the internet kind of stays there forever um and I also agree with like someone else made a point that like if an action is repetitive then like um if they were canceled like if someone was canceled first and then they say sorry and then they move on to like doing the same mistake then they're obviously going to get canceled. And like Ravi said, I think that especially um, in today's generation, when internet is basically like all that matters for uh, social media celebrities, if they're canceled like online, then like everyone's going to like remember that because everyone's just on the internet now. So I feel like it kind of does hold them accountable for their actions because if like, if it, if the whole world kind of knows about what you did wrong, then it kind of like prevents you from doing the same mistake again because you don't want to face that backlash and that embarrassment again. That's what I think. Um, um, I want to say that cancel culture is very different, like celebrities and social media influencers, which is if a celebrity gets canceled, then it doesn't really like matter, I guess, because they have different sources of income, like merch, talk shows, Jimmy Fallon, all that. Um, but then if you're a social media influencer and it's different because if you get canceled for like a very long time and for good, then you don't really have that source of income, same as celebrities do. There's also a saying that's like, oh, there's some people that you can't cancel, like can't cancel. And those are like celebrities like Beyonce, like people who love like celebrities who are like all loved all around you know that nobody hasn't they've never been caught for doing anything bad or that they're too good to be canceled and I just want to say the how does cancel culture affect them you know because we discussed that like it's a sort of it's a it's a punishment to hold people accountable but cancel culture really isn't a system it's just people deciding oh this person is this person said something bad you know, let's go ahead and, you know, ruin their, or attempt to ruin their career. But then there's some people who are like, there's some people who are like, oh, the celebrity, no matter what they did, you know, I'd always support them. So it's also debatable that cancel culture is, I guess, just, because it's really just picking who gets. That's a a really good point. The statement, uh, cancel culture is not a form of uh, due process. It's not a courtroom. Twitter is no way a courtroom. It's just people voicing their opinions. And there are, on the topic of some people being above canceling, I agree. There's there's higher levels of things that people need to do badly if you're more popular and if you're not popular. So then again, Bill, Bill Cosby did get canceled and he was quite a big celebrity. And, but he did really bad things. So he was able, the, the higher bar was able to be met. There's also people like Trisha Paytas who've done so many things 
to the point where like canceling them doesn't do much you know like there's a saying that you do something over so many times again that they're just used to it you know like pe- people are like oh trisha she has me up here i should me down here now she does this she does that you know like you know cancel culture like there's she's a good example of somebody who's been canceled so many times because there's so many things you can bring up about her but she still has her platform and I'm not one to say that she doesn't deserve it or does because I I'm neutral on her but she's a good example of somebody who gets canceled and has practically always managed to like keep her you know because she just kind of she also has this persona of I'm a train wreck so you know, she can just, like, her getting canceled is just, like, another thing on her wall, you know? So there's some people who are kind of immune to it. I just want to quickly add that I feel like people like her, they gain their fame just from being canceled. Like, if you're canceled so many times, then, like, people are actually going to, like, kind of start liking you for it. They're like, oh, this is just kind of pretty fun to watch. Let's just, like, support her. And I feel like that's what she's kind of known for. Like you said, the term train wreck. She like she's known to be like chaotic, like um, what's that phrase? Oh, she gives off chaotic energy or something like that. And so I feel like people like them being canceled is what get like gets them their like followers and money and stuff. I just wanted to add that. Also, I do actually believe that like social media plays a part in protecting these people as much as it does cancel them. Cause there's definitely people who've gotten such an enormous fandom from TikTok and getting peer pressure. Like for instance, the Barb's half of those people were not bars before TikTok even existed. I guarantee that, but because it's a trend now they all decided, okay, let me be a Barb. Let me be part of the beehive or with RNAers and all of that. And because of that, it like protects these artists from being canceled because like, to be honest, TikTok doesn't really even do anything because of cancel culture, Nothing, nor does any type of social media because it's literally just one hashtag, someone is over a party, and then it just goes over. Like, there's never really true action taken, and it's ridiculous because you'd think that people have good intentions, but to be honest, it, everyone's so obsessed with drama and everything that they just like to do this, say, oh, we're canceling this person for this, and then they move along with their lives two days later. Yeah, and there's also people, and then some, some, sometimes there's like certain celebrities, like for example, whenever Charlie D'Amelio was in, in nearing her one like one millionth following, she was getting canceled for the tiniest things, or they were trying to cancel for the time, like saying she said that she wanted a hundred million followers the same after a year after hitting a million, and everybody's like, oh, you're ungrateful, and you know. She like they like those that like the D'Amelio family, they got canceled for being spoiled. And, and, you know, like everybody was just after their necks. It's like it's usually because cancel culture, it's more like I guess you could like I don't I, I want to say it's like metal. And like if you're like doing something good and I'm not just being a celebrity, just like doing something like you're accomplishing something. It's like you're holding a magnet and it's trying to come close to you, you know, and that's also the that's why it's kind of debatable to say that cancel culture is a punishment because you know there's no justice in it right there, there's no more there's no morale that says this is right and this is wrong it's just like at least to like at least to a fair extent like if somebody says homophobic racist tweets and stuff well we got we have people like conservative conservative talkers who say borderline those same things and if they got canceled for it, they don't care because they still have a fan base, all right? And then there's some people who get canceled because they don't like a certain thing that everybody else likes or they do something weird, you know? It's it's kind of, it, it, there's not really a morale to it. But it is definitely interesting to see cancel culture, you know, punish really bad people. Like James Charles, I wouldn't say he was really bad, but... He did something over and over again, which is a good example of someone apologizing and then doing something bad again. And then, you know, he still has his platform and stuff. Like he's known for that, right? It doesn't stop him from thriving. And I'm not saying it should, but then those same people will cancel someone for a minute thing. But here's the thing, people like James Charles, I don't even think, he doesn't even have a platform anymore. Like, when has it been the last time that you've heard his name on some of the social media platform? No. Say with Sienna May, like, there are certain people who get canceled, and then there's certain people who get, like, exempted from it. 
Like, for instance, why does CMA literally disappear off of TikTok, but then little Huddy's still up there, even though he said the N-word and everyone's quite aware of it? Also, on the on conservative talk show hosts, in the last few years, there's been, it seems to be like a radicalization of the right in this country. Like, there's been a very strong rightward shift in this country among the right wing. And there's a lot of things that certain certain uh, right-wing hosts have said that are they would get someone canceled but they don't because their following has uh, they have some they, they their followers support these comments and uh, so there's in in the united states we have two different standards really for certain one group of people on one side of the country and another side has a different standard so this this creates a lot of disagreement because we can't agree on what is fundamentally appropriate to be said. So yeah, and that, on top of, yeah, on top of that, I would like to say that cancel culture, I kind of think of it like a beast. Like, for example, whenever David Dobrik was canceled because of his friend Dom and what they did on camera a couple years back, which is the video is still there for a while until people look back on it. Same with Liza Koshy, how they both like they did questionable things and it was okay back then, but then now when people go back through watching the old videos, they decide that it's not okay, right? But those are the same people who watched it two years ago and decided that it was okay. And whenever David Dobrik, whenever he, that's, that's whenever he was taking a break on the internet, by the way. So whenever he came back, he came back to apologize and that first video was super short because it was kind of evident that he just kind of wanted this to go under the rug. You know, he he knew it was wrong, obviously, and he he probably regretted it, right? And then whenever the, the internet was like, no, like, we're not taking this. They're going to get canceled. You know, they had to release another video that was quite a bit longer than his first one. And he genuinely seemed sad. And the idea of crying on a YouTube video people thinking that they'll like you know tears and stuff like saying I'm really sorry that's also been a trend on YouTube specifically I don't know about TikTok but YouTube you know people are known for like 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 that's the, then whenever people whenever YouTubers are crying and apologizing people are like no you're just crying because um you just want sympathy you know you just want to be forgiven so it starts to bring up the question what's a good apology especially for on the internet because if you if you say I'm sorry what I did was wrong blah 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 blah, you know then they're like oh you're heartless you don't really feel bad but then whenever you like whenever you're sad like you're visibly sad they're like oh you're crying for views oh you're crying to get out of it which Trisha Pays did quite a bit and she added a terrible collection on like on her wall like of being a train wreck oh I just quickly went sorry I just quickly went to add like you said um was a good apology. I feel like it's very in the middle because I feel like you should mention what you did wrong and how long you did it and and what you're apologizing for and you apologize. But I think like it's very like cheap to do it like do like a two minute video not explaining anything that you did or anything like that. And and also if it's too long with with you not even apologizing, I feel like a apology is explaining what you did why you're sorry, and how you can make up for it, I guess. I definitely agree with you. And, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to bring up one example of someone who was probably, like, you couldn't cancel him. And then he eventually was canceled in Benford, and you haven't heard from him since. Shane Dawson. Um, Yeah, like, I literally, Everybody I knew loved him. I personally was okay with him. Like, I didn't watch him that much. I liked his, cons- his conspiracy theories. But he did a lot of questionable stuff. And people going back to his videos, they let it slide the first time. And the second time, you know, he got caught and was held. I, I, I don't know held accountable would, would be, like, a good sense. Because, you know, at the end of the day, he's still probably filthy rich. And he's just, you know, hiding. Because he's been canceled for good, like, um, and it's because of an incident on like an Instagram story where he said something about sexual assault and like he was just trying to attack people and he just had and after that nobody ever saw him again and his YouTube is dead and all that kind of stuff and you know he released a multitude of apologies saying this that and then he released a, like his last one was like 
oh yeah, all the times I ever apologized, they weren't good apologies, you know? Like that's just a good example of somebody trying to salvage their career off of, you know, after being canceled, like really well. Like I was, about, I was gonna say like, you know, Twitter, Instagram, they really, they put them in bed. And I don't know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't really care, I'm neutral. But I, whenever I saw him, like, if you told me four or five years ago that Shane Dawson was going to be canceled for good, I wouldn't have believed you, you know? So that's really the power of cancel culture. But why is I, that? Oh, sorry. No, but I don't understand, okay, with, like, cancel culture, it feels like it's second grade with these apologies. Like, you're getting forced to apologize when they don't even apologize to the person that they did this to. They're apologizing to their fans which has nothing to concern them with. They're just feeling compelled. Like, oh, we need an p- apology. I'm like, no, you do not need an apology. The person that dealt with all of this needed the apology, but here we are. And it just shows how much, especially our, specifically our generation, we're obsessed with drama. We're obsessed with hearing news and hearing the tea and hearing all this cancel culture stuff that we're just, we lose some of our reasonability and be like, what if they actually apologized off camera? What if they actually talk to the person, try to talk about it, and then we'll come back on and be like, I apologize. I've talked to the person individually and all of that. Like, that was just my hunch. Yeah, like David Dobrik, for example, I'm sure he had to con- I'm sure he contacted those girls apologizing and stuff, you know? And, um, but the thing is, is like the internet isn't satisfied. It's like, uh, you know, you get canceled, like, People, whenever YouTubers, they're, they're apologizing to their fans. And I definitely agree with you. And now the question is, like, another question would be, like, hey, you know, do they need to apologize, like, do they need to apologize to their fans? Or do, they need to, or do they need to apologize to the person who they hurt? And what if the person has already apologized for to the person before the internet realizes that well, what they've done, you know? Now that's just bringing up skeletons and, you know, it ruins their career but the thing is is that like for certain like especially like, okay like ruining a career there's a line like you know like if you're racist homophobic all that kind of stuff you know yeah your career is going to be on the line but if you just if a situation happened and you compensate for it whether even like sexual assault like if somebody's taken to jail or if somebody's held accountable for that kind of stuff and the internet goes back and brings it up you know what good does that do <coughs> I want to quickly add, there are some situations where if you apologize to that person, I always said, I always in the comments saying, if you're not this, you don't like, get to accept the apology, which I do agree on. But, wait, yeah, I do agree. If you're not in that like certain group, you should not be accepting that apology because it wasn't really made for you, I guess. I guess, I don't, it's like, yeah. I feel like so, um, for example, like Shane Dawson and the black community thing, people are saying, oh, if you're not black, don't accept the apology, which I do agree on because you don't have like the experience to know what went on and how they're hurt. Yeah, um, I feel like someone talked about this before, but like um, someone mentioned like James Charles's apology. And I feel like um, people like him, when you apologize because you're canceled, you have to like actually mean it. So what he did, I think it was him. I don't remember. It was like a while ago, but I think he was doing like makeup while talking about such a serious topic or he was like, he wasn't like fully like um, paying attention to what he was saying. He was just like going off of a script. He probably had like some notes on the side. He was like, all right, this is what I have to say. I'll get it over with. At least it's a YouTube video. I'll get more money. And then his next videos literally just resume his whole career. It's like, he's trying to like, um, I know someone else already said that, but, but it's like, he's trying to still salvage his career. He's like, I want to save whatever I can. And people in the comments pretended like nothing happened. They're like, oh, this look is so good. And so it just leaves like the audience confused because they're like, so all of this happened with you. And like, you had one 15 minute video to say stuff about it. And then you just moved on with your life. Like stuff like that just like, doesn't make sense. And the thing is, that's, that's because it's going there. It's like cancel culture. It's going after people's, you know, income, their money, exactly. their rent, their their food. Like, yeah, they're really trying to sell. Like, I mean, I I'm not necessarily siding with them, but you know, like whenever your job is on the line and that's the way you make money, they're gonna try their best to salvage what they can. Um, I was gonna say, and then 
I was going to say that some people, like, I know we've mentioned Shade Room, we've mentioned, you know, Reddit, but there's specific people like Killer Keemstar. Oh, my goodness. Like, if anybody's ever heard of him, he is a menace to society. He's fueling cancel culture because that's literally how he makes his money. But at the same time, he's been canceled too, right? And whenever that kind of stuff happens, it's like, you can't cancel me because I'm the canceler. I lead you guys to do this, you know? So there's always, like, the fact that this is people's incomes, not necessarily their, like, social, it is their social life, too, but it's also food on the table, water, like, I, like, and that sounds really basic, but, you know, like, if you lost your job because you were getting canceled at work, you know, you'd be apologizing, too, and uh, th- that also brings up, like, stunts for, like, you know, social media stunts, people breaking up, that also bring, raises the question, like, they didn't know that's another way to get money without getting canceled, you know, because being canceled, I don't want to say it has perks, but like, for example, like, let's just say someone's canceled, but then they're, and then people realize that, oh, they're not really bad. You know, the other person's bad. They get a bunch of following, a bunch of views, and, you know, that's their income. And it was because they got canceled, and then people realized, oh, they shouldn't have been canceled, and they, you know, rising back up again. Like, Toddy, she, I'm sure she made millions off of James Charles saying, oh, my gummy bear hair or something like that, right? I was her, you know? And by, by that time, he, before, went before, that was all of his, before his sexual assault, like, messing with minors stuff, like, he was seen as a frick, like, an angel after people realized, oh, wait, she just wanted this for clout, you know? And it, that's kind of like, that's why I feel like cancel culture is not really, like, yeah, it, it serves punishment, but to like an like to a very small extent, you know, because uh, while you know it's obvious people who are gonna get people who are racist, homophobic, you know, all the you know I, I don't want to say like yeah bad things that are rude rude to other people, they're gonna get canceled, right? But then you know that's also coming out of their paycheck, coming out of their income, so that's why they're more they're they're likely to fight for it. Here's the thing with James Charles. Um, he was also accused of sexually harassing people, like the Dolan twins and that one waiter. And the reason why he actually fully got canceled this time is because of those other claims that were somewhat, I don't know if they came out as like as a lie or not, but that's the reason why, because he got accused multiple times, which also shows that if you only get canceled once, you're kind of like let on a with like a tap on the shoulder, but like after that, you really do get canceled. So there's like Pros and cons to getting canceled. Uh, cancel, I mean, like for like the fans in a sense, because at least you know who aren't the greatest people in a sense. If that makes sense, I know my thoughts probably sound a little off after that. No, um, I agree with you. I think that the when you have an apology, it's hard to tell sometimes when someone's being sincere and sincere. So. I think a way that you can show your sincerity is by actually doing something to show that you're that you you don't mean what you said. Like, if you said something that is homophobic, maybe do something that is uh, pro gay rights. Or like, if you were uh, re- did some said something that was culturally insensitive, then try try to make up for it somehow. Like, say. Do something that helps counter that. Robbie, I definitely I agree with you, but let's be honest. Um, you know the internet, like I, we don't know these celebrities face to face, especially people out there. Like a person could donate to like maybe like a like for the LGBT the LGBTQ community, they could probably donate to like for fundraisers and all that kind of stuff. But those his fans who are LGBTQ, you know. They might not hate them, but they're not gonna, they're not nearly going to like them as less, you know? And that's kind of just one of the long-lasting effects of cancel culture is your fans, like, who you hurt your feelings, they're not your friends. They're your fans, you know? Like, once you do something that they don't like, they're not going to look at you the same. And it's because they don't have a relationship with you. It's, it's just that they used to watch you, or they watched you for a couple makeup tutorials, they did like you know like it's not that deep right so this though it's easy to get your fans turned away because you don't know them personally i would say exactly. that like i would say that like gamers i feel like those are the youtubers like despite 
you know, they, all they do is play games. Their fan base is more emotional and more, more emotional, emotional and more meaningful. Like, I know people who have cried because they love watching Markiplier, you know? So if Markiplier does something bad, he might get canceled. I, I've never seen Markiplier get canceled, but if he might get canceled for it, but if he does something, like if he makes a meaningful apology, his fans will forgive him because, you know, most gamers, I will say, the gaming community, their fans are more, they're, I, I don't know how they've done it, but they've made like, an emotional connection, like an actual relationship. And it might be just because they play games, but like YouTubers, vloggers, all those people, they're just talking about their day, you know, they're just talking about their like kombucha drink or whatever, you know, they're not like, they're not, they're, they don't have an emotional, at least, at least not as much as gamers do. I know there might be, there might be some people who do have an emotional connection, emotional connection with YouTubers who are vloggers or who aren't that like, I, I don't want to say meaningful, but you know what I'm saying, right? And so those people, like if they get canceled, they lose their fan base fairly quickly. If gamers lose their fan base, specifically gamers, they don't lose. I don't. I don't know any gamer that's been. Okay, I don't know any big gamer that's been full on canceled, and like they lost their fan base completely. And I feel like that's just because of the idea of games, the psychology behind it, of playing games and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I was gonna say. Um, I find it really funny. Like sometimes, for like back like six months ago. Sorry, this is like a little off topic, but like like six months ago, the the whole Jenny and Georgia thing, them trying to cancel the show. They said I don't. What they said was like wrong, but I feel like the writers could have been more um, accomplished instead of the whole show because that could be putting putting actors out of a job, even though they did nothing wrong. All they had all they did was say what they need to say. I feel like them canceling the like people trying to cancel the whole show is kind of immature. Is that like looking down the writers who wrote that episode and then canceling them I guess for saying that and could it be said that maybe cancel culture is more like you know how you have a job and you're like go from a job is it is it more like getting let go from your job because people you know they're fighting to like not lose their income in a sense well if you're in the social media if you're a social media if a social media business or you're in the entertainment business, your your image matters a lot. So if your image is destroyed, then you are really in a hard place because how, how are you going to make a profit? Yeah, I think that's honestly a great point. So that honestly like brings me up to understanding more about like who deserves to get canceled and who doesn't. I feel like I feel like who um, deserves to get canceled are people who like do something like horrific, like really, really bad, or say something really, really bad. But if it's like really small, like the liminal, liminal, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like really, I guess. I I, I feel like it's really like um, it depends on what they said and what they did. If it's like really, really bad, then like I know for like. Shane Dawson like when he came back I was very confused on really why people were supporting him because he meant he didn't mention stuff in his video or his apology video that he has done multiple things up I found out what he did and I was like really really upset and like angry I guess because he did like really I don't want to say horrific but it was like very very like bad so I feel like he should have got canceled and not really like came come back but if it's something like really small like a snail thing with the demilios last year i feel like you really that's really ridiculous you know i think a good example of a person who did something horrific and was canceled for a while was logan paul for the uh was it like he was in japan or something he was in a different country and there was like this suicide forest and it was it was really bad what he did because he did not care about the body that was taken on camera and he got canceled for that really quick and for a while he was known for that and now he's a boxer <laughs> so not a good example of somebody who did something very questionably wrong and who was canceled for a while i agree logan paul definitely deserved to be canceled he did something obscene i think things that are obscene horrific if you say something that's obscene horrific or show something like that that connotes 
you saying an obscene thing or saying something horrific or saying something that's racist, sexist, homophobic, I think then you should definitely be canceled. However, if it's just some minor thing that's insensitive, I think that they, they, there should be some, there should be a negative response, but I don't know if that's something that should really be something that you end their careers over. Um, while I do agree with you, Ravi, I feel like if there's like a lot of minor mistakes, it kind of shows like you have a history of making mistakes. So like, I do agree with you when you said like, if there's something major that that person did, they have to like, they need to get canceled. Cause I feel like, however, like the more popular you are, the like larger following you have. Right. And since now we see like six-year-olds literally have Instagram, like stuff like that's just kind of crazy. And if they follow you and you do like these minor mistakes mistakes quote unquote again and again it's gonna lead them to believe like oh the person i follow does this and they have like let's say a billion followers then like everyone thinks this is socially acceptable but it's not really so part of the problem is also kind of like seeing how many like what type of followers you have and stuff because if you're getting canceled for like the same reason they're gonna think that that's okay and then they're going to grow up to do the same thing. So like stuff like that, I feel like needs to be addressed too. Okay. I want to add real quick. I like, we're talking about canceling and who deserves to get canceled, but what's a good definition of someone who's been canceled and it hasn't affected their career. Cause like right now I'm on YouTube, I'm just like on my phone on YouTube and I'm like scrolling, for example, someone like James Charles, he was canceled and he had, he was a good reason as to why he was canceled, but he's still averaging a million views, you know, each video and he posts like maybe once a week. Right. Or depending, like he's still making money. Like he's not, he's not getting more popular, but he's not getting less popular. You know what I mean? Same with people like, like Logan Paul. Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. Like he still has, he's still, he gets a lot of money now, even though I don't want to say that he should. St- I don't want to say that he should still be canceled because I think he kind of fixed what he did, like donating to like mental health and like su- like suicide prevention. Like he kind of did the whole, uh, let me donate, let me make a difference, let me show that that's not who I am or that I was a mistake. That 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 was a mistake. But you know, they still have a following. Like cancel culture, you could be canceled, and you could still salvage your career in a sense. You go. Okay, I was gonna add. I don't really know. I I don't know if it's just me, but I don't know like a single person who has been like canceled for good. Like they got they lost their sponsors, whatever. They lost more than a million, a million, two million following, um, or anything like that. Like I like they that money got done to them, but they bounced back very quickly. Like they get their everything back very quickly was like apologized or whatever, but I don't really know. Uh, is there? There's Arkel. Mm, I mean, oh yeah, Ar- Oh yeah. I was I was thinking of like social media influencers, but yeah, like Bill Cosby, R. R- Kelly, like all of them definitely. Yeah, they got canceled. Like they're in jail now, so they definitely got canceled big time. But I was like thinking more in a sense like social media influencers because like that when canceling comes to mind, I don't really think of celebrities like that. Only really like social media people. Kind of like, like R. Kelly, yeah, you're right. R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. Okay, anyways, I just want to mention real quick that I, I looked up Shane Dawson's YouTube because I knew that he made a video called Taking Accountability and he posted it like over a, a year ago. And I just realized two days ago, he, he's posted something on YouTube. Like this is, this is his first video since then. It's called The Haunting of Shane Dawson. I haven't watched it yet because I just found it out. But I thought that it was interesting. And his past videos average around 20 million to 18 million. And in this video, the first one he's posted has 3.6 million, which is a significantly less, you know, like compared to what he used to get on his views. Cause I'm looking back at his views, like he's averaging 20 million with Jeffree Star. And right now he's in the first video he's posted and he's gotten 3.6 million. Not gonna lie. I'm surprised he even has that many views cause his channel was demonetized. That's insane. Wow. And those people, like, you know, in order for him to get views, people have to watch him, which means that he has a big enough following 
to even though like if let's just say yeah like how many followers does he have he has 20 million okay that's kind of less than like james charles logan paul all those people but he's still 3.6 million that's quite a bit for where he was what you expected at least I feel like when you cancel someone um, and they have, like, a lot of, like, subscribers, like, in on YouTube. Do you guys know, like, Ace Family? Um, so, yeah. So, um, what's the dad's name? I, I'm forgetting. Austin, right? So, a while back, there was this video released on how he um, was kind of, like, sexually harassing um, a bunch of, like, um, women and, like, on his trip. And he got his dad, too. And it was just, like, a complete mess. So, if you cancel someone, right? Um, and they have like a lot of, well, like money, I guess, then they have that opportunity to pay you off, which is even worse. So if you're, if you make a video about canceling someone like Austin McBroom, right, then if he finds that he has the ability to like pay you off if he has that much money, which he clearly does because he has like a huge mansion or whatever. So if he pays you off, then like it kind of shows how like your character it kind of shows your character too because it's like oh I'm gonna make a video on him getting canceled but then if he pays me enough then I'll delete it like that kind of stuff is kind of messed up too I want to say Austin he's actually I think he was in a bad financial situation that's what I heard on like TikTok and stuff and reading about it because I was interested because you know this is like a family who like has a baby every time their views are low quote-unquote you know or they're like they're putting their entire family on display. So let's just say that Catherine and him get a divorce or something that breaks up their brand, which means that you know either one parent is gonna get like gonna open a new YouTube channel and then they'll get their followers. Like that's when like like that's that's when like you know divorce papers and all that kind of stuff. You know your entire YouTube career, your in, your job and your family are combined. You know. That's yeah. your personal life right there. Um, and that's that's even a, de- that's a deeper situation. And every time, like, for example, Jake Paul, mm-hmm. he, he, he would start quite a bit of trouble with Catherine saying that he, she, cheated on, uh, she cheated on him with, uh, like, Austin, like, like, he, like Catherine's like, she, he doesn't love you, all this kind of stuff. And then people, people compare Catherine's ex, Michael B. Jordan, or other NBA people, because she's drop dead gorgeous, right? Like, right, yeah. So people compare him to the NBA players she used to mess around with, you know. And like, also, like the do you have you heard of that thing where they were like, oh, um, uh, Austin like cheated on Catherine like multiple times, and throughout throughout all of his videos, he like all the kids too. They kind of seem like a little bit more distant from Austin, and he's trying to like improve on that. And like you said, like, if they do get a divorce, that's going to mess up the image. So, like, I think the part of the problem is, like, you're putting your kids through that. Like, if they're not comfortable around, like, their parent, it, there's a problem, you know? That's that's kind of messed yeah, up. Yeah, like, like, I really, I like, you know, the only other family I could think of that's had their lives on camera are the Kardashians, right? Mm-hmm. And they're very good. They're, they're an OG example of a family growing up on camera and their family is having to stick together to keep their image, right? And I, but they, whenever, whenever, whenever they started filming, Kendall and Kylie were like maybe almost teens. Ellie and the, the little kids, Austin, the, McBro- the McBroom family, those children, from birth, they've been recorded and their lives are basically, you know, a reality show for other children, other people watching them. And they don't really know what it's like to have a life where nobody's watching you, you know? Uh, like, daddy's not playing with you because... Uh, daddy's not playing with you because he wants views. Daddy's playing with you because he wants to play with you, you know? Exactly. Like, and also, it's the- like, the Kardashians, clearly they've been canceled, like, a lot. But like you said, they were teenagers, like, when this stuff started. So they kind of know what it's like, you know, to have a normal life and to be canceled and still rise back to the top because they have such a big family they're all really supportive of each other whereas the ace family they're literally like toddlers and if some if someone goes like oh my god you're da-, like during school because now l apparently goes like in person school i don't know um but they're like oh your dad harassed your mom or whatever and they find that like that's gonna traumatize the kid and if you put your child through that at such a young age 
that that kind of behavior needs to be canceled. I, I don't know if traumatized is a good word, but I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong or anything because, you know, traumatizing experience. I think of car crash. I think of um, seeing someone die. I think of getting stolen, kidnapped. I'll say it might be like a, like their self-esteem might be down because. Yeah. And even like bullying, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like L does not know what the other family's kids do, but everyone knows what Elle does. You know, she has no privacy whatsoever. She'll never get to experience that. Um, I just really, sorry. I just really wanted to add that, um, like, like, since, like, say if, like, um, they get, like, a divorce or whatever, I feel like if they do not get divorced, that would be really triggering to the kid. And it only shows that, that if they're only worried about the money and their channel and they don't do the right healthy thing it really tests their morals i'm just saying about like any family family channel blocker like it really tests their morals because they know that their relationship is not good and um they're only worried about the channel and like their like their um their i forget what it's called but if they're putting if they're putting like work above like their kids and like their family it's a very selfish thing to do because like um you're putting your kids through that and you're putting like 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 you are all you're all unhappy but you're still like oh we should be we we, we can't get divorced because it'll mess up our whole image as a family so i feel like that's really like a selfish way to like do i guess and also the fact that like all these family channels they they once in a while they'll make this video about um they'll title it like clickbait they're like reading what the comments say about our parenting and stuff like that and it's like the the viewers know that they're doing stuff wrong and then and then they like address it like we know how to parent our kids we feel like it's our family our privacy but you're still posting that you know like you're you're the one that's editing this video pressing the buttons like it's clearly obvious that you're doing this for money and like if you want to like I don't know not abuse your child but if you want to like not be caring towards them or act like how you are with them off camera then people are going to start to notice that and um there's this one video by like this girl she like analyzes all these family channels and she was like when these kids are going to grow up they're going to expose their parents like they're going to see they're going to show people like what it's like off camera if they've grown up like on camera you know yeah i think what's her name um kellyanne kellyanne conway's daughter uh, Claudia Conway, um, you know, like Kellyanne Conway is a political person, right? She's in the Republican Party and, you know, she's like, that's already like, I don't want to say it's a red flag because we're trying to respect all political views here. But then Claudia Conway, who's our age or a bit younger, always exposing her mom for all the stuff she does, you know, as being a toxic parent. And she, and Kelly, Kellyanne Conway is not a YouTuber. She's a political person. So her fame I would, I would not, not even fame. Her following is people like her, middle-aged, probably white Republicans, um, you know, following her. And Claudia's over here like she's a bad mom and she's a bad parent. And like just an example of someone exposing her because we have yet to see a family grow up besides Kim Kardashian's family and then have the children say, we, ha- we haven't had like Kim Kardashian say, oh, Chris was a terrible parent. Also, Chris was also on camera. So, I mean, you know, so like, for example, somebody like the Austin McBroom family, you know, what, 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 would, what will someone like Ellie say in a couple of years? Will she say that she felt loved or will she say that she felt like she was a moneymaker? Um, that's just kind of, we don't know that answer yet. And we can only assume, but we can, we can assume based on how the comments are like that, you know, she I don't she's not gonna have an experience like like our lives or anyone's life for that matter because everybody knows your family problems everybody knows this this and this and like oh sorry continue continue continue. I was just gonna say it's that um it's like family channels but it's also just youtubers that are like kids like um I used to watch this one channel like a few years ago it was called sis versus bro it was really like wholesome they were like a there was the sister Karina and and Ronald I think they were their names and now they grew up and they don't upload as much anymore and they've completely like changed their like 
aesthetic. Um, you know, they're a lot more like, I guess, emo, I guess what you would call it. And it's good to see that they've grown up. And one TikTok that I saw that Karina made, I don't know if that's even her name. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But um, her her TikTok was like, when your parents use you to make, to feed us. Like they made videos about like, oh, experimenting with slime. And their dad was like sometimes seen in the videos. But it also shows how like parents just completely use their kids. Like I'm sure their parents were like not terrible people. But like, if you do really want to like make, force your kid to make YouTube videos just so that they can have, yes, fame, but so that you don't have to do much work. Like, that's kind of the question that is also weird, I guess. I, um, as I was saying, I feel like, um, like, family channels give you, like, it gives you the pet, like, oh, this happily traveling family. They're always traveling. Like, you don't really think, they don't shove, um, the camera in the kids' faces. So you don't, you don't really think if they're good parents or bad parents. And also, like, they give them a lot of space. Like, if they don't want to be filmed, they don't have to be filmed. Like, if they're crying, they don't, they're not filmed. Other than, like, other um, family channels, they're, like, always going to film their um, kids crying or upset. When they don't want to be filmed, you're still filming them, or they make some, or they make them do something that they don't want to do. So I feel like that's a big, like, compare co- contrast thing there. And I also want to say, I used to watch this, this versus Bro too. I absolutely love them. And I also like how they spread out. Like, like you said, I like how they spread out and become their own person. Like, they didn't just stay in that channel. And that's like, they're like five years old. They're like 13, 14 now. So I like how they became their own, like, individual person and with their own, own interests and stuff. And they let everyone know about it. So, like, I just want to say that really quick. And I just want to say, well, whenever, uh, whenever a family YouTube channel gets canceled, it's basically it's always the parents that get canceled right because you're not going to cancel little kids for something because they probably wouldn't even care but um it kind of shows like whenever the parents get canceled they'll just you know video their children like whenever the austin like the McBurn family whenever they're whenever, whenever they're under fire for something like whenever austin like they made a mistake in editing and they got a video of Austin being very blunt and interesting to Catherine. Like, I don't want to say what he did was right, but let's be honest, no one talks to their family the way that YouTubers talk to their family while on camera, okay? Like you're going to catch me probably being, I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'll be mean to my little sisters if they're being annoying or if they're, yeah. And you know, if somebody caught me on video doing that and posted it and I was famous, I'd be like, an abusive person or something well it's I just called my sister an idiot or you know I just wasn't being kind to her but it's it's already with the pre the uh the idea that Austin is rude to Catherine everybody already assumes that even before that video of him being a bit blunt to her came out and it's just kind of feeling that because people kind of I've always I've always said or thought at least that the the McBroom family specifically they're one of the biggest family channels on YouTube and like Austin McBroom they want people that people want to cancel him he's in the good he's a good example of people actively waiting for the right moment to just take away his career and then side with Catherine and them and I have I'm personally neutral on the family I don't really feel like I don't have a favorite I don't watch them often I used to watch them when I was younger and I only watched like a couple of YouTube videos right but on TikTok you know Every time somebody says, so every, every time somebody says, oh, a family channel, like of a, a, a husband on a, on a not a, a family channel, a family channel that shall not be named, like they're cheating. And then you go in the comments and it's basically saying it's Austin, isn't it? It's Austin McBroom. It's Austin McBroom. Like he is a sitting duck, you know, people are trying to cancel him. And while, you know, that, that's just like an example of cancel culture waiting to, to snatch someone, which is why him making sure the kids are happy with him making sure his wife is happy with him or whatever that situation is you know because people are, are actively trying to cancel him and um because of the yeah he's literally he knows he's a sitting duck too so his income his life is based on a couple of people with phones so Okay, but why are they going to, so if they wanted to cancel the Ace family, most people like Catherine. So then they're never going to get canceled because they'll not cancel them 
specifically for Catherine and um, the kids. So I think it's just Austin that they're they're thinking of canceling because um, they like Catherine. They canceled though. They just won't because of that reason. Like that applies to a lot of like David Dobrik's that entire group. They did not get touched. They're not canceled because it's like those group dynamics. They kind of protect each other in a way that even if one person gets canceled, the rest of them still has their fame and popularity. So they'll still get their income. And it's kind of sad too. This might have an effect on Catherine and Austin's relationship off camera, where let's just say Catherine wasn't happy with their relationship, you know, and they get like, like, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens. People divorce. So if, if she divorces him or they just get a divorce, Austin's career is almost practically over unless there's some sort of explanation and even then everybody's gonna say oh Austin was an abusive person Austin was this Austin was a terrible father all this kind of stuff like hit like they'll come for his neck the moment Catherine leaves him if that ever happens I also want to say really quick like me and my friends talk about this all the time if Catherine were able to get her own channel it was just her and her kids She'll probably have a lot more subscribers than their family channel or their or Austin made his own channel because people love Captain. Not really Austin because of things. But I feel like 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 Captain's career would be rising and Austin's career would be declining, like in terms of subscribers or followers. Depending on what situation on why they have separate channels. So like um I was gonna say with some time. Um, that's the other thing. I think I know what video you're talking about with him, like, talking, like, very interesting to, on the video. I just feel like you shouldn't really be talking to your, like, like, like that around your kids. And especially when I think nobody hasn't, nobody hasn't really done anything to you. But to each their own, I guess. I feel like the question we're trying to talk about is who deserves to get canceled and who doesn't. And I feel like with the idea of cancel culture, it's not really canceling at this point. It's basically asking celebrities or famous influencers for to apologize. Because, and honestly, we've seen this. No one has actually gone canceled unless the police has gotten involved. And with that in mind, I definitely do believe that, I guess, cancel culture, it's more of asking for apologies. And, like, you can look at it from, like, any person they'll apologize and then we'll just act like everything's okay so i feel like the word of canceling is kind of misleading in this case because of how this transition from actually canceling people to this asking for apologies asking people to actually admit to their own actions yeah um let's just say really quick sorry um you're yeah i agree with the whole thing like nobody's really canceled unless some serious serious accusations or some like this like it's so serious that the police is involved so it's very like iffy like who deserves to get canceled or not because at the end of the day if like say the police wasn't involved you'll still have followers you still have your money and um if you don't you don't if you do you do i guess but um it is very interesting how people take canceling like how they take canceling i guess because i was watching this one video and this person like oh i'm glad i got canceled because it gave me a whole perspective of life and i just don't really i guess it's very interesting and depending depending what you did i guess but oh um okay i feel like we should move on to the last question um so i'm thinking like cancel customers Cancel culture is defined as, quote unquote, a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles. So although this may like help bring awareness to certain issues, I feel like it can have terrible effects on the person that is actually being canceled, since some people on like social media tend to go like too far. Um, so how do you think cancel culture affects the mental health of these people like that are being canceled? I think we could talk about the um, show that the D'Amelios had, where there was like panic attacks that were had by, um, I think, I don't remember which sister actually had it, but it kind of showed how the, there are like actual mental health, there's tools to this. Because to get canceled, it's a lot because you're, you're feeling your phone blow up, you see the comments, and as much as people don't want to admit it, the words that the trolls really do get to people. And I don't think canceling does get extremely far because you'll go on Twitter and you'll get yourself memed out or people trolling you or trying, they just 
go too far. Yes, cancel culture is useful in the sense that it calls out people, but sometimes it calls out people for the wrong things and it leaves them like completely just distraught. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. oh, I just wanted to mention that, um, uh, like I searched up like what exactly like affects them, like what part of cancel culture affects them. And it's like, part of the problem is that they don't understand why they've been canceled. Like people call them out for like no reason. They're like, oh my God, you did that. But then they're trying to understand like, okay, I made a mistake, but like, what did I do? Right. And it just kind of leads to like terrible things like, um, like depression and anxiety and other associated conditions. So like, if you're canceling someone, then first of all, do it respectfully. Cause you know that they're still human. And if they learn from their mistakes, then that's great. But like, don't like bully like them into it. Like you're canceled because blah, 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 blah. And then like, you keep doing that, you know? I was gonna say, um, like re-watching like the Demilia show, like what it came out like a few months ago, the two months ago, I really felt for them and really felt bad for them because online I was saying, why are they getting this like why are they being canceled? This is like really ridiculous. Hold on. And I was gonna say, um, I really felt for them because they're all like shaking and crying because I was gonna say um, I really felt for them because they were like very super uber upset about how they're like not really how they're canceled on why because they don't really like they don't get it because people can't over them the most random of things. Um, I think that there is some instances where cancel culture can go too far and affect the mental health of people, but it's it's hard to tell because. You don't know what's going on inside certain people's heads. So this is, it's really hard to tell when cancel culture affects the mental health of people. So I think the appropriate thing to do is not to go in on personal attacks and say, you're a horrible person, blah, blah, blah. I think it's more, you have to be respectful, as Aditi said. So I think that being respectful is an important thing to consider because you don't, you don't know what these people are going through. So. I agree. I don't feel like it depends on the offense. Like, for instance, if I heard someone sexually assaulted someone, I'm going to go off. I'm not going to be respectful in any way or matter because you basically traumatize the person you did that to for life. But when it's like things that are alleged or B aren't on the, I guess, same scale of those like really extreme offenses, there's a level of respect you should probably have because. A lot of us, if you get, like, for instance, if you got canceled in real life and someone came to me like, oh, we don't like you anymore, you're going to ask why and you're not going to understand why. So I feel like there needs to be some type of level of conversation held to actually have this person understand what they did. Because I swear, some people really do not. Even though it might be all over social media, be like, okay, what are you referencing to? I agree. I was, I did not, when I, when I said be respectful, I was talking to people like, more minor things than sexual assault or, uh, or rape or something like that. That's not at all what I meant. You both have really great points. I think I agree with like Beza and Revy in that um, for larger offenses, I don't think there is any need for respect. Um, but for smaller offenses, I think cancel culture should just be held to like accountability, not necessarily like personal attacks beyond how much accountability should be held for that individual or group or whatever the entity is. So I think cancel culture should only be like restricted to what the purpose for it is, not beyond that in most cases. Exactly, because people can, like for instance, you can have the same situation happen in real life and they'll be they'll go about it more respectfully than they do on the internet because on the internet you're under, you have a phone essentially protecting you. So no one knows that you're talking all the smack on the internet, but in real life, you'd probably be like, hey, I think you did this and I don't really like it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I completely agree. Oh, also like when, it's okay. Um, It's like when these people make like a YouTube video for apologizing, right? That's like a great place to tell them like why they were wrong or what mistake they made. But instead, like in the James Charles apology video, um, there were so many like, well, I guess you could call it like memes and they were like making like fun of him. Like this apology literally means nothing. But like if someone like made like a very small like offense for some of some kind, then like maybe tell them why you were angry with them instead of just like backlashing like onto them, you know, like I get that you want to be angry, but like everyone else said, you know, you have like at least you have like um, 
like something protecting you when you're like quote unquote bullying someone on the internet. So like at least tell them like where they're going wrong so they can still like fix their mistake. Um, I was gonna say, I think like, I think I'm gonna talk about this already, but it's like it can be mentally draining because you have this one mindset of like um very like uplifting like you have like very good mental health, and if you get canceled over something like you didn't like you didn't like mean to do or like or like something like that, like you don't understand if people just target you and it's like 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 they're like all targeting you and like like not hating but like really angry with you and you don't know why and no like nobody's explaining like you did something like you don't know why it can vary like mentally draining because you kind of you're trying to figure out what you did wrong and how to apologize but then you're trying to figure out like not like to not like break down and cry because everyone's mad at you for something no yeah i completely agree also i think that um in regards to like mental health issues and just cancel culture in general um i like the fact that cancel culture can sometimes like bring awareness to a lot of issues um but at the same time it can go pretty far in a lot of different instances so like maintaining the balance between um the pros and the cons of cancel culture i think is like imperative to actually make it like a tool to hold people accountable if that makes sense Okay. Uh, thank you so much for all of you guys who were part of today's episode and all, everyone who's like listening to our episode today. Um, all of us are so excited to share this episode on all of our streaming services, which include Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Um, and all of those podcast episodes will be launched um, in five days um, from our launching period. We're all excited to share this with you and as well as our next episodes. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.